Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for the second week of the finals, 2023. We come to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who has had the shine taken off Carlton Twin. It's Adam Rosenbach. G'day Michael, g'day Junk Timers. Yeah, you would think that after Friday night's win and we'll get to that shortly, you'd think I would be cock-a-hoop yep. about this AFL season, but... I think probably the shine, even, you know, you probably expect Collingwood and Brisbane to go through. That's my tips for the grand final. And even if Collingwood somehow get through and win the big one after, you know, Fly McRae has resurrected that team, I just don't think there can be any joy associated with their win, even if Brisbane get up, even if GWS get through for their inaugural flag, even if Carlton get up after 27 years in the wilderness, none of it will matter. Because Matthew Lloyd has been barred from doing trade radio by his corporate owners, have pulled the leash and said, Lloydie, you're not doing trade radio. And I don't think footy's the same, Michael. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we just started off on this note, but it just, oh, I just can't handle it. Do you feel like maybe we just kind of call on end to it now? Like, call off the AFLM, call off the AFLW. Like, let's just kind of wait till 2024 and just have a new start. Is it really a trade period if Matthew Lloyd is not there to kick off the day? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, like most people don't even give a shit about the grand final. They just look forward to 7am on a Monday morning in October. That's what every football fan looks forward to when Lloyd picks up the headphones and goes, who's going to be the first trade? What's going to be the first domino to fall? Well, I've always thought, and pardon me if I'm incorrect here, but I always thought mm. we, we purely played the AFL season mm. to, to get to trade radio. So it's almost like you kind of, uh, it's almost like they, they put on, I'm sure it's a money losing operation. They, they put it on yeah. just so they have, can talk about stuff on trade radio. That's, that was my understanding for a long time. And how can I, I want to know what Lloydie is thinking about where Brody Grundy is going to end up. Yep. No, that's, that's always been front of my mind as well. And um, yeah. yeah, it's like, and you know, obviously uh, Port Adelaide has pulled out and Sydney is the only team that is currently into him. But that doesn't matter. They can still posit the fact that he might end up at 17 different teams, including Collingwood again, and somehow will play for Melbourne again and Melbourne will trade themselves the first pick in the future draft. Because that's what Trade Radio does, Michael. Well, that's it gives you equations that you'd never even thought of. It's not the same. I've, I've, got, a, I've got a tattoo of Matthew Lloyd on my body and mm. a little speech bubble. And he's saying, yep. future first round pick. And, yeah. and I, feel, I feel weird now. I actually feel weird now for getting that tattoo. I didn't feel weird about it a couple of days ago. But no. In fact, many people stopped me in the street and admire it. But now I, I, I just look silly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I understand, but I understand why you got it, mate, because it's just, they go hand in hand. I don't want to say it's too strong to say that once Ron Barassi heard the news... Fucking hell. 
that he just went, oh, that, I've had enough. I've had a good life. I have. I have. But if there's not going to be a Matthew Lloyd-led trade radio yeah. on a Monday morning in October, yeah. what's the point of carrying on? And I understand it. He's gone to the big MCG in the sky and, you know, Vale, Ron Barassi, but... It's a sad time. It's a sad time for Ron's family, and they're probably it's a double mourning for them. Well, I mean, I, I, I actually would have if I was Ron's family. I don't know if he was at home or maybe at a hospital or something like that. But he would have been listening to last year's trade. Well, yeah, for sure. But I actually would have been very clear to instruct nurses and family members not mm. to tell Ron Barassi that Matthew Lloyd's <laughs> not on trade radio. Yeah, that, you'd put that in your will. Keep him in a bubble. Just yeah. let him think that Matthew Lloyd's going to be on trade radio. Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. I mean, come on, Channel 9. So it's Channel 9 and uh, the age, yeah. your own 3 It's because, uh, Lo- yeah, Lloyd is on 3AW, so they've, they've yeah. blocked him. And yeah. so they've kind of gone, yeah, it's a conflict of interest. And you know what I like is, is they've stood up and gone, there cannot be one single iota of conflict of interest in the AFL media. And finally, someone has stood up for this because I, I don't think there's ever been a conflict of interest across any AFL media in the history of the game. It's very funny. And I'm glad that nine have gone, well, we're not going to start it because we don't want that at all. It's very funny that when you think about all the uh, all the media conflict of interest, you know, the you know, people who become presidents of clubs and then there's like sponsorship mm. deals and little back ha- backyard deals and, How hey, you, come, to, come, to, come to this club, Chris Judd, for a salary in there. Oh, oh, by whoa, the way. Whoa. If you're going to have a crack... <laughs> At him being a hard-working recycling man, I'm going to have to stop you right there. Fucking that is unfair. Captain Planet over there, and um, <laughs> and then finally the the one thing they they pull up on is they draw the line a, line in the a, sand. A two-hour morning shift on trade radio for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, a purely online show. <laughs> oh, nuts. Nuts. So, but I'll tell you what's a great conflict of interest is our live show. If you want to see people who are more than happy to be bribed or to spruik a product, oh, come yeah. along to our pathetic attempt at comedy. Fuck yeah. It's our traditional annual live show with the guys from Two Guys, One Cup, Will Anderson and Charlie Clawson. Uh, the day after the grand final, Sunday, October 1, 4pm at Morris House. Tickets can be found at Try Booking. And they're flying off the shelf, Adam. They're flying off the shelf. Well, they actually genuinely are. I think it's going to be a full house. It's downstairs again where we were last year. They've done a refurb. If you were there earlier for our uh, live show a couple of weeks ago, you know it's a fantastic room. Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic arvo. We always have someone from the grand final team join us. We had Richard Natale on our f- uh, second ever show. We had um, Dave O'Neill join us last year. Hopefully... It will be me yeah. having come straight from some kind of celebration at Prince's Park. That's the thing, man. So I was saying to this, I think to a couple of couple of viewers at the um, the live show in early September, two weeks ago. And, um, and you know, that kind of thing, because you know, it's notorious like five years ago that we crushed Scott Dooley's Collingwood heart with our, <laughs> our cold, bare cold hands. Yeah. But I feel like if Charlie lost the grand final... I feel like we'd go a little bit easy on him by the fact it's, you know, he's never seen one. And, and then we'll, no, no. we'll, like, we didn't go too hard. I mean, on them, um, that was the Doom show, so it was a bit differently when the dogs lost. Yes. And then I think if you lose, it is going to be the most fun I will have ever had for an hour and a half, just, just bringing up every little bit. But then I also know. As Alan Jean said to Dr. Um, Burton before the um, 
Adino grand final. He said, you know, sometimes, you know, you're obviously kind of the one, you know, shooting the gun. But sometimes, you know, today is the gun's going to be at your head. I know yeah. if Hawthorne fucking <laughs> lost to grand final, I, I would have to go into fucking witness protection because you guys would fucking destroy me so bad. So bad. You know what? I, I probably, if Carlton do happen to make it, obviously we've got Brisbane this Saturday night. Um, we wouldn't want to lose in a close one. I think if uh, Carlton yeah. lost and got demolished, he'd be like, yeah, it was over early. Sure. But if it was a tight one where we fucked it up and you could run through every moment in the last quarter, that yep. would be truly devastating. So, Junk Timers, grab your tickets, trybooking.com. You never know what's on the cards. Um, so, let's take us through Friday. So, the build-up. Uh, mm. What were you feeling before the game? Look, I wasn't that confident and because I thought both teams had really good back lines. Both teams had really solid midfields. And I was saying to mates, I think it's a battle of the least dysfunctional forward line, uh, yep. which is exactly how it kind of turned out. Like yep. Melbourne basically kicked themselves out of it. And I had friends ask me uh, afterwards, you know, were you nervous? And in about the six minutes leading up to uh, before us taking the lead, I was actually resigned to us losing. So I wasn't... I wasn't nervous at all because it was kind of like Melbourne were peppering. It was like the damn wall was about to break and you kind of went, you know what? We made semis. We were 14th at some point during the year. Yep. Well done, boys. We did well to get to this point. And then we just went bang, 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 goal. And it was like, oh, fuck. This last minute was one of the worst minutes of my fucking life. Yeah, sure thing, sure thing. Um, yeah, because it was mainly played in Melbourne's um, forward half in that last quarter, wasn't it? Yeah, well, they kicked five behinds uh, in a row. I think Carlton kicked one goal in between all that. But, um, yeah, so that, they were peppering away yeah. and just couldn't couldn't put us away. Yeah. And, you know, I was getting to the point where I wanted to head back in and had uh, – there were no oysters on Friday night, oh. which I thought wasn't, wasn't a good omen. I'm surprised you didn't uh, just leave immediately and go home. It was offset by the free margaritas. Oh, really? And the brisket on wafer, which was truly delicious. Yeah, Slow sure. Brisket. So brisket yeah, on a wafer. I've never, th- don't, I've never really thought of brisket as a wafer kind of food. No, but it worked quite well, Michael. You had the it was good the on the palate, was it? Yeah, it was the tenderness and then of the brisket combined with the crunch of the wafer. Beautiful combination. Wow, you really well thought out. Really painted uh, picture there, Matt Preston. Well, mate, I'm just I'm just telling you what my Friday night was like, yeah, mate. Sure, Don't shoot sure. the messenger, okay? And so, obviously, yes, you went to the AFL function. Uh, yep. Can you take us through that? Was Gil, Gil, does Gil give a speech at those kind of things? Yes. So, this was uh, the third speech I'd seen of his. Must they be played running like out a little, of what to say. Uh, well, I guess so, because he kind of did all these Carlton jokes last week. Yep, so, there sure. was kind of a few more. Um, but it was kind of just a... You know, welcome to everyone who's here, Melbourne supporters and Carlton supporters. It was the first time, I guess, we were in the room together. So there was, you know, jokes made at each other's expense. But it was very much a facsimile of what we'd heard the previous week. Yep. But I don't know how many people would have been repeat apart from, you know, my good self and some of my friends. Yeah, sure. So And Luke Sayers, obviously. So margaritas, that seems like a bit of a different take. Mate, it's just, you know, it's a bit of pizzazz. But that's what we do in the finals, um, behind glass. And so just brisket? So was it finger food or was this a sit-down dinner? No, it was finger food prior and then a sit-down dinner. So we had like a, a, um, a poached chicken okay. to start off with. Yep. And then the main was uh, some kind of slow-cooked meat. It was really delicious, Michael. 
I highly recommend uh, coming in one day. And you were getting on the froths, like, or you, are you Abs- absolutely. Are you, but you didn't want to kind of go too too crazy, like before. No, the game? I wanted to go crazy. It was free, mate. So okay. as soon as you get those asahis into you, you know, you're going six deep at the bar, and you're like, come on. We tried to we tried to get drinks during Gil's speech, and they said no service. Yeah, gotcha, this. gotcha. And we're like, well, this is bullshit. It's gone on too long. I reckon that's an order from Gil. Like he knows what it's like to hear him talk for fifteen minutes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then a uh, bit of that. entertainment. Yeah, there was a singer. I did not recognise her, but she might have been um, from a, like a musical or something. Oh, yeah. Um, and she just did a couple of covers, and you know, it was very, very good. But it was just like oh, I don't need to be. Yeah, here sure, this. sure. We don't need this. And then into the game. So. Um, and, and then we headed out. Yeah, and it was kind of like uh, Melbourne got away early, and then Carlton sort of came back, and then it was pretty tight. And you just thought this could go either way. And then, like I said, I thought Melbourne had it, and they kind of, they kind of did, and they just couldn't put us away. I was actually and watching. The, at, at the end of the game, mate, I have never, I've never felt that kind of elation. Yeah, sure, sure. In my life. Well, people were saying that the um, the stands were shaking. Yeah, it, the, it other, was, the other teams were quaking. In their boots. <laughs> it was incredible. Um, I was actually in a pub in Newtown watching it, and that place was going off. Like, it was chock-a-block full of Carlton supporters. Like, there was not yep. much, no noise at all when Melbourne kicked the goal. But, yeah, they were okay, going that's nuts. interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know if that might be maybe the, you know, the pub that Carlton supporters, you know, gather to. Like, so a club up here will have maybe a certain pub. It's like, there's one pub in Alexandria I've gone down to. That's the kind of the Hawthorne pub. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, sick, man. So then what do you do after it? Do you go back into the room, just get on the Asahis again? Absolutely. So we stuck around for like another hour. It was pretty loose by the time we left. And then there were just Carlton people coming up and you're just hugging people. Yeah. And Andy Marr had done the SEN call. Yeah, that was nuts. And yeah, his partner, Emma, friend of the show, um, was in the room and then uh, Andy came down and so we were fucking hugging him. And I was talking to Mike Fitzpatrick and Diesel and it was just fucking... Bananas. Yeah, sure. Ligon Street went off as well. Like, people were walking down the middle of Ligon Street. Were they really? Yeah. I didn't see any of that vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a, yeah, a, mini, a mini Swan Street uh, celebration. Yeah. And also, there was an amnesty on shootings uh, down Ligon Street yep. for the night. Yep. So, it's a good... It's people celebrating all around. Yeah, for sure. No, um, I, um, everyone put their angle grinders down for the night. And <laughs> but, mate, it was it was one of the best nights I think I've ever had in my life. Like, the, just the joy. I've never felt joy like that. Yeah, sure. So, what are you thinking for next Saturday then? Oh, yeah. So, instantly, everyone started jumping on, you know, on Webjet to try and see what the oh, flights yeah. are going to be so like. And almost immediately, they were 600 bucks each way to Brizzy. Mm. And then we kind of had to work out whether we could get tickets. And we could. But by the time we could, it was like... 900 bucks a pop yeah. and I just went, yeah, fuck that. Because all I have in my head is 2018 when Melbourne made that amazing run to make the prelim against West Coast. Yeah. And then people were paying like $3,000 yeah. and flying through Bali and stuff and they didn't kick a goal to half time. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to go to that yeah. trip, but it's yeah. a long fucking way home if you get crushed. And that's what I was concerned about. So... I shan't be going. I'll just be watching uh, in Melbourne. Yeah, sure. Um, and uh, do you think a Brayshaw would have been the difference, Adam? Look, he wouldn't have hurt them. No. It wasn't uh, wasn't upset that he, uh, you know, obviously we wish the best to Angus Brayshaw, but to have him, someone of his calibre, out of the team, thank you, Braden Maynard. You really did the Blues a favour. Having said that, Carlton, you know, Harry Mackay was um, concussed the week before, so he would have been a handy in as well. 
That Maynard stuff feels like a, a week ago. I mean, sorry, it feels like well, it was a week ago, but it feels like seven years ago. Yeah, it does. It's kind of like they just, as soon as he got off, everyone just went, oh, well, yes, yeah. I, I suppose we move on. What did you make of Braden visiting Angus while all his teammates were there? Well, I found it interesting by the fact that they, they're, they're apparently mates. They play junior football together. But I found yep. the reporting interesting because they said it was pretty frosty. And Max mm. Gorn was there. And was there maybe, was it possibly Petrarca as well? I think there was like eight or nine blokes. There. Oh, really? Okay, gotcha. So yeah, they which said, also, you know, Brayshaw's got a concussion. He doesn't need to be overwhelmed with fucking ten blokes standing around. Well, I, yeah, I thought maybe just kind of let him go for the day at least, you know, send him a text yeah. and then kind of, you know, when he's up for it. But um, they said that uh, Caro reported it was very frosty mm. and that gifts weren't very much appreciated. But then I heard Max Gorn on so Monday. So he rocked up with a bottle of wine and a bouquet some of flowers. flowers. So And also, if you're rocking up with wine, like Melbourne's sponsored by Grange. Like, are you going to top that, Braden? Like, yeah. you've, really, you've really got to dig deep to get something better than what his own club can supply him. Yeah, you really do. Like, bring a bottle of wine. It's like, oh, you're cool. Well, we use that for cooking. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon, like, if he rocked up with a car, he goes, oh, I bought you a car. And he goes, mate, we're sponsored by Jack. Like, I don't yeah. need this. Yeah. Um, but then Max Gorn, I heard him in Marty Shigo's breakfast show in Melbourne. And he was saying that, no, it was a completely different thing. Um, he said, I got the flowers and I put them in a vase. And then um, mm. uh, Brayshaw's um, fiance uh, said, no, that was the wrong vase. Then put it in that one. And um, he said, yeah, it's very cordial. Well, that doesn't sound like it went down too well. I mean, if that kind of stuff, if you can't pick the right vase, how is that guy captaining a football team? You know what I'm well, saying? That- like that kind of leadership instantly, like I instantly got on the blues and put money on him. If I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, mate, the guy doesn't even know what vase these fucking flowers belong in. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff the the leadership group really needs to to look yeah. at. Yeah, I mean, kind of say, Maxie, like, you know, we're gonna take you, we're gonna take you to Bed Bath and Beyond, and you know, show you mm. show the ropes, mate. Mate, if you got leading teams in and said, I want you to keep doing, I want you to keep doing, I want you to stop doing, I want you to start doing, all of them will be flower based. We need to get the gang from Queer Eye in to uh, yeah. show Gorney <laughs> <laughs> how to decorate. You're right. Um. So Can we talk about Max Gorn's tapping the ball back in of his own goal? Dude, nightmare. Yeah. Absolute nightmare. Now, I presume he was maybe trying just to kind of chop those arms? No, I think what... Uh, this is the only explanation I can have for what Max Gorn did was I think he thought the Carlton players would touch it and so he would thump it back in yeah, to gotcha. keep the ball alive. Ugh. And then we didn't get a hand on it and he thumped it into the post. Dude, nightmare. Nightmare. Mm. That would really haunt you, wouldn't it? Hopefully it does. Do you think Melbourne would, would would have made the grand final though? I feel like they wouldn't. So have. they would be playing Brisbane, Brisbane up there. Oh, that is a very good question. Again, their forward line just wasn't doing enough, so probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, be happy where you got Melbourne. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So let's talk about the other prelim. What a fucking massive effort from GWS. It's like pretty they, nice, isn't it? And firstly, can I just say, to the GWS social media team, yep. you are so fucking good at your job really come are. September. It's next level. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, might, I, mean, I suppose they plan a lot of stuff when they kind of to put it out, but then also, like, but they're constantly going, and I, I can't imagine it's just one person. It's got to be a whole bunch of people, surely. I think it would be... That, that would take up most of their soft cap. Like, I think it's just... Adam Kingsley with no assistance because they're just loaded up the social media. Yeah, sure, sure. They've just got a big room, a big portable out the back of uh, the bomb, yeah. the bomb, the, the what are they, the beanstalk? 
Yeah. So they got like they've hired out like call centers in Bangladesh of just people just churning shit out sure. because they are uh, playing a very strong social media game. And congratulations to GWS. Now I can't remember who it was yesterday on one of the football shows, mm. but they were suggesting that the Giants are the best team by the fact that they don't have the superstars, but they have the they have great players all around the ground that you know that aren't household names. So they were putting their money on the Giants to take it out, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I mean, their bottom 10 would be pretty anonymous in Melbourne, yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Toby Green has turned into a bit of a lovable larrikin. Yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a cheeky rogue. I think a cheeky rogue. I think most people, if you stop people on the street, they'd, they'd say they like him a lot. Yeah, I, th- I think since he uh, stopped trying to scrape people's eyeballs out of their heads sure, and sure. fingers. But that can, that can not play well at all times hey <laughs> so let's talk about port so they obviously you know were flying during the season didn't have a great end of it what do you think that the the re-signing of ken hinckley in august before <coughs> any of this played out had they had they gone we'll wait till monday 18th of september before we decide on what to do with kenny do you reckon they're signing him today question without notice i think they would how many coaches don't survive making the second week of the finals I can't remember any off the top of my head. But also, having said that, he's been around since, what, 2013, I think it is? Yeah, 2013. Yeah, but I I feel like he's done enough to keep the job. Mind you, there was like, what, a couple of prelims over the last few years? Yeah, no, no, he's been been good across the journey, but it's just they waited so long and then they get to the critical point. They go, "Ah, we won't worry about what happens in finals. We'll just sign him for another two years. It is very strange decision from Koshy. It is true, actually, that while they have kind of go a month early when they could just um, uh, uh, do it at the end of the year. But having said that, do you think maybe they did it because they didn't want it to be a distraction for Ken himself or the club itself? Uh, That's a great question because Kenny's very easily distracted, as we all know. Oh, mate, he's like a little child. He's picking up shit. That's why, that's why they lost. He was just like picking up shiny stuff. And he's like, going, yeah. look, I'm on TV. <laughs> At quarter time, he was playing bongo camp. <laughs> <Like> it was <laughs> fucking ridiculous. I have uh, loved it. So who do you reckon for Giants and um, Collingwood then? I think we're going to have a Collingwood-Brisbane grand final. Yeah, I think you I might think be right. I think the top two teams from the season uh, probably deserve to be in the granny. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. I mean, Had a, If it ended up any other way, it would be hilarious and great. Uh, a Giants Brisbane grand final would be great. I mean, Carlton Collingwood. I mean, the AFL would fucking be fucking hell. loving that. That would be actually the kind of thing where it's like, you know, if I go to the grand final, I usually kind of stroll in. About, yeah. You know, literally, you could stroll in at two o'clock and get a standing speed, spot. I reckon I'd have to get there. Like, you have to. You have to get there. They'll, they'll shut the gates in the morning at like yeah. nine thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So on Friday night, so they had, I think, 96,400. And I cannot remember seeing a game, like a Carlton game, you know, because obviously we've been shit for a long time, packed to the back seats, like to the literal rafters yep. all the way around. It was like nothing I've ever seen. And so if they say that they can get 100,000 people in, I want to know where those other 6,000 people are. I know, that's a thing. Unless they kind of fill out the standing areas or Sorry, stuff 4, like 000. that. Or, yeah. or they're all in the bar. Like, they're not actually yeah. on a seat? Yeah, I'm not quite sure where you fit another 4,000 people into that into that ground. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was fucking fun. But then also, if you think about the Collingwood Giants game, uh, that's going to be one of those examples where it's going to be like a college game. So there's going to be yeah. 1,500 Giants fans, if that, and then the whole rest of the crowd will be Collingwood. So that's going to be fucking nuts. 
Yeah, it will be it will be fairly lopsided. It'll be fairly quiet. Although, yeah, I guess you're right because if it was a grand final, you'd be like everyone who wasn't barracking for Collingwood would support them, but they won't be there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, so. some troubling news in the AFLW. Oh, I think this is always going to happen. You know, um, a snake on the ground. So it delayed the start of the game. They had a uh, a red belly was on the ground out at the uh, out of the beanstalk. Uh, yeah, where was it? It was down at... Uh, oh, was it at Blacktown? Yeah, it was at Blacktown, yeah. yeah. So it was Giants versus Richmond. Um, so they had to delay the start of ground. The, the snake, it wasn't like on center half full. Like, we were at the boundary, wasn't it? I mean, seriously, can we not play a game? Like, if I see someone bitten by a snake during the game, I'm fucking all in on... Like, the, you know, the AFLW... It's just, it's establishing itself, it's getting better. But if you knew that players were running through snakes, yep. I think you're getting, you know, more people are tuning in going, mate, these girls are fucking mad. And then also, like, put a snake in each zone. So one inside the yeah. 50, one in the middle, one inside the 50. And then also... So it's like six plus one, six plus one, six plus one. It's not like they don't have a club doctor there who can, <laughs> you know, suck out the venom if need be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just got some anti-venom on the sidelines. What the fuck are they worried about? And then also the snake catcher mm. was the most snake catchery-looking man of all time. Yeah, and I just like to think that he was at the game, and he's just like there just in case it's his, his moment to shine. Just goes Mate, to games, just know. waiting for snakes to go into the field. Yeah, and, and I think it's a really good symbol for global warming that a snake is out at you know a football ground in September. Like, you know, wouldn't you assume that's more your, sort of your summer kind of deal? How did the um, snake get in? Like, is it a member? That's a good point. They probably count it. Typical GWS, just trying to pump their numbers the up. numbers. Yeah, it should have been an orange belly snake, and that would have made it more GWS. Hey, um, do you want to have a football in real life? Hit me. It's, not, it's kind of in real life. Oh, before we go, though, wrapping up our live show. Uh, with Charlie Close and Will Anderson at the day after the grand final. Tickets can be found at Try Booking. Getting quick. From RM. Spotted in Darlinghurst, the very clinic where ka ha ha yappa got his work done. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Kappa's had work done? A video plays it on a loop. Michael, if you're still in Sydney, it's on William Street. Go Giants. Okay, so William Street. Have you thought about getting a little bit of work done yourself? You are looking a little tired. I, um, I'm, I'm going to try the advanced hair first and see how that goes. <laughs> Yep, yep. I think I need more th- longer, thicker hair. Thicker hair. Yeah. yeah no, rub it in. Uh, and then I might just go in for a little bit off the nose. What about some... I reckon you'd be good with some veneers. Some big... Oh, like yeah, sure. Sam, Sam Kekovich type. Go to Thailand. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself veneers that you can't quite fit in your mouth. We're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook and the Gram. Go Hooks. Go Baggers. Come on.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.